Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We made it to a Friday. It's a Mead Friday, and everybody's allowed in the deep end of the pool. One of the more incredible moments in Paulie Pabst history, the Bears did it. Congratulations, Paulie. Do you believe in Meat Friday miracles? Unbelievable. Yes. I can honestly say nobody was rooting for you in uh, Meat Friday. But nobody. Nobody. No. Even uh, the backroom guys thought that maybe, since you love French onion, and if the Bears had lost, you weren't getting French onion soup, that we had a scenario similar to Kevin in the office when he was bringing the chili <laughs> in, that we that would have had somebody spill all the French onion soup. So nobody would have gotten that it. That would have been a tragedy. Okay, here's the uh, menu. French onion soup, beer brats, hot Italian sausages, smoked baby back ribs, bacon, mac and cheese, smoked apple, crumb pie, a la mode. What? This is Paulie's death row meal. Yep. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. <laughs> Uh, the number of people who go, I'm rooting, I'm watching this game, I don't want to root, I don't want to watch this game, but it's content. And I said, yep, it would have been better content if the Bears had lost. Yes, Seton. But we called it yesterday. I mean, this you could see that win coming a mile away. Of course this is a game the Bears are going to win. Yep. They shouldn't. There's absolutely no reason for it, but it's a Thursday and weird things happen after you play the Eagles. Uh, and it's going to ruin our bit. Yeah, yeah. That's a trifecta right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Todd. I'm not saying I was rooting for a particular outcome, but at various points during the game, I was like, what the hell are the commanders doing? (laughs) So you decide what that means. Okay. All right, we got play of the day, poll question, stat of the day. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. We are approaching 2,000 T-shirts sold, Crappensburg State. Go to danpatrick.com. Got a lot of great things there. You can also uh, order my book as well, the occasionally accurate annals of uh, pro football. And that's uh, available at danpatrick.com. Yes, Paul. I I think I text the room. The score is maybe 27 to 3 or something like that. And the Bears were just, everything was going their way, turnovers, passes. And in the second half, did you notice how it turned and the commanders started coming back? And I think it was a 10-point game. And Fields threw that last touchdown to Moore. That last touchdown pass to Moore could have easily been a pick six, and it would have been a seven. It would have been a three point game with four minutes to go. That's how how tenuous it felt there at a point. But you found your quarterback. 
Justin Fields, you got him. <laughs> right? No. Absolutely not, no. There is no way he can ingratiate himself into the Bears fandom this year that you'd want to keep him in. He would be your future. This is not personal. I'll, I'll say it like this. Justin Fields happens to be in a, a state of flux for his career the same year Caleb Williams is coming out of college. Mm-hmm. That's the caveat. If, if, if Caleb Williams didn't exist, then it would be a non-situation. But now the Bears are in a situation where they have two chances for the number one pick. Even if they win like four or five So games. you would rather have Justin Fields than Michael Penix Jr. or Deion Sun or Drake May at North Carolina. Let's say Caleb Williams is not in the equation right. here. I, I think those are where I, you got to see how the rest of the season plays out. But at least those would be question marks. I would say it like this. If I asked the room, who would you bet a week's pay on is a great NFL quarterback in three years? Justin Fields or Caleb Williams? Caleb Williams. I think everyone would bet that. So that puts the Bears in a position where they, if they had the number one pick, whether it's theirs or Carolina's. What happens if they don't have the number one pick or the number two pick, but they do have two picks in the first round, then what do you do? Because let's say the Bears are onto something here. Let's say they play yep. well. Let's say Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, sorry. Is my mic on? Uh, okay. Uh, by the way, here's Justin Fields after the performance last night. It's a feeling, you know, that we all had after the game. It's a feeling that you just never wanted to end. So, um, you know, just just proud of the way, you know, all the guys came out and played tonight. And, um, you know, O-line did, did the thing versus the dominant D-line. Um, they showed out. Um, really just, just everybody, you know, running backs did the thing. Uh, receivers, of course, did the thing too. So just proud of everybody. Um, okay. Uh, Matt Eberflus, who's still the Bears head coach, had this to say about his quarterback. I saw poise the entire time. Uh, you can see him comf- being comfortable in the pocket, uh, going through his reads, um, you know, delivering the ball on time. But that takes everybody. You know, it takes the receivers. You know, being in the right spot. You know, it takes the protection, and uh, that's what I saw. Okay. You know, you're so desperate for a win that sometimes you don't see what's right in front of you. Are the Bears a good team? Did they play well? How much of this do you put on the commanders? Did they have one good night here? But you'll take the victory because it's been a long, long time. This first hour brought to you by Kings Hawaiian. They want you to get together on Sunday, Slider Sunday, family, friends, football. Make every Sunday a Slider Sunday. Play of the day, poll questions, stat of the day, all of those things forthcoming. So the Bears win last night ended their losing streak at 14 games, longest in franchise history. You can't speak about the Bears franchise without mentioning the great linebacker Dick Butkus, who passed away yesterday. And the timing of it, while you don't want to see anybody pass away, but the timing of him getting the um, national exposure, uh, kind of reintroducing him to another generation, um, I, I love that fact that people will be asking questions, maybe, uh, you know, Googling uh, Dick Butkus, looking at highlights, what he meant to the game, the fact that he was, uh, you know, an Illinois guy, went to the University of Illinois, played offense and defense when he first got there, center and then linebacker. And then he became pretty much the poster child for being a linebacker in the NFL, at least the old NFL. He was Chicago Bears football. He, along with Papa Bear Hallis and Gail Sayers. They didn't play in playoff games. Dick Butkus did not play in a playoff game. But 
one of the greatest linebackers of all time, passing away at the age of 80. And there are admired athletes in Chicago, beloved athletes, but he was different. He was a hometown guy, played for the Bears, went to Illinois, and you know was still attached to the Chicago Bears. When you saw Dick Butkus on the football field, you saw tough. That was that was the word that always came to mind. Intimidation. Like they you know, we we have guys you go, oh man, he scares me. There were players playing against Dick Butkus who didn't want to go back into the game. They were that intimidated, afraid of Dick Butkus. Now, what you could get away with back then on the defensive side of the ball is a lot different than you have now. But the intimidation factor was certainly there. NFL films helped elevate the greatness of Dick Butkus because it wasn't a good team, but he was a great player on a good team, uh, an average team. Gail Sayers was a Hall of Famer on an average team. And you had George Hallis, one of the great coaches of all time. But uh, Paulie's dad grew up with Dick Butkus. Paulie sent a picture last night that I thought was very cool. It was at Dick Butkus's wedding, and Paulie's dad is there in the front row. So pretty cool, pretty cool picture you sent last night. Thank you. They, they played a little high school football at a place called Chicago Vocational, and it's on the south side of the area called Hegwish. And uh, my, my dad, and he came, became friends, you know, stayed friends afterwards. He actually lived in our little town of Glenwood. But I was too young to understand it. I was... I think two when Dick Buckus retired, but I do remember seeing the reaction of people in the neighborhood occasionally, and it was like this godlike figure walked in. But you know, it. it I wonder. I was going to ask you: Was he one of those football players that was um, more famous than the team he was on? You know, because oh, yeah. if you lived in Cincinnati, you knew who Dick Buckus was. When I was a kid, I knew who Jack Lambert was, and guys like that because they were just. But though Jack Lambert was on a great team, one of the greatest yeah. defenses of all time. You know, the only time I was exposed to Dick Butkus is when the Browns growing up played the Bears. And then you always worried about Dick Butkus hurting Jim Brown or whoever your running back was or your quarterback, Frank Ryan. Um, and that Gail Sayers was going to run, you know, for five touchdowns. But you knew you were going to beat the Bears because the Bears weren't good. But you, you were aware of Dick Butkus. He was out there. He was number 51. You know, that's one of those jersey numbers, like defensive players. You, you have Michael Jordan's 23 now. Butkus was a number where you you really had to have a coach who thought you were really good to give you 51. It's not like you go, I'd like to have 51. Not so fast here. We're going to give it to uh, this guy over here. But Dick Butkus passing away at the age of 80. And he was also in movies. He was also in commercials. A great sense of humor. And when you meet him, when you met him, I should say, uh, he could disarm you, you know, because you weren't quite sure. Um, like he looked like a bear. You know, it's one of those where that, that was the nickname of the bears. But, you know, he had the mustache. He was a big guy, big shoulders. But he, he wasn't intimidating when he talked to you. And uh, I, I remember a couple of times that I was in the uh, room with him and he was funny and he loved telling stories. And uh, he just, you know, he had a he had a knack about him, a character about him. He had that it factor with him. Uh, so Dick Butkus passing away last night and getting a, kind of a national coming out party. Like Franco Harris, they were going to have a tribute to Franco Harris, I think, retire his jersey, and then he passed away. And, you know, you open up the scrapbook sometimes, and, and that's part of my job sometimes is to recall what I remember when I got to see most of these players, I got to see him play. I didn't get to see him in person, but I got to see him play. Uh, 
so you have those certain players and being able to recall some of those memories, um, you know, it's beneficial for me because I can hearken back to, you know, my childhood or when I was a teenager watching some of these players play. All right, we'll get to uh, phone calls coming up. Uh, Seton, you got a poll question today. We have uh, Joey Votto, our uh, buddy from the Reds, going to join us. Dame Lillard was going to, and uh, probably next week. We were hoping to have him today. Something came up, and uh, we hope to have him uh, next week. Andrew Dice Clay is going to join us. <laughs> awesome. So this, this is – now, you think Paulie's having a good day. This is all about little Todd Fritz in the back. So excited. Yeah. Todd goes, we got to have Dice Clay on. I go, why? Well, he's in a movie. And I said, okay. And then he goes, but, you know, the nursery rhymes. I said, he's not going to be doing his nursery rhymes. And you're like, he's, you know, stop being stuck in the 80s. Let's yes. move on. Everything's got to be 80s. But Andrew Dice Clay, that's so, I'm so looking forward to that. Yeah, Todd has his Brooklyn hat on, his Bro- Brooklyn sweatshirt on. Oh, is that oh. what that's for? Yeah, for Dice Clay. Oh. It's going to be a great interview. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't so put that together. So looking forward to it. All right, let me let me put this out there. I want to I want to establish ground rules early. Here it comes for Dice Clay. <laughs> Should I let Fritzy do his Dice Clay impersonation to Dice Clay? Paulie? Dan, I'm going to say this and I, I know people think I'm tough on Fritzy and I am. Todd <laughs> it, loves Andrew Dice Clay. Literally the word loves. And I think it would make his year if you let him do even one line to dice. Uh, in all seriousness, make his year. Marvin? Because it hadn't already been made yet by singing with yeah. Darius Rucker. This yeah. is what's going to do. And John Legend. and Yeah, for the guy who's got a pretty tough life, he seems to have a pretty good life affiliated with this show. He has nothing else than this, though. All I know that is, is I'm in an apartment building in Brooklyn with my friends. It's like late high school, maybe mm. beginning of college, and there's a Rodney Dangerfield HBO special, and he goes, say hello to my new friend, Andrew Dice Clay, and he comes out with the cigarette and the leather jacket, and I had never heard of him before, and he started doing these nursery rhymes I just thought it was the greatest thing ever. So unique and clever and amazing. Okay, but I don't want you to be Chris Farley on Saturday Night Live when Paul McCartney came on. Remember when you went on stage and did your did those nursery rhymes? That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are we all on board that Fritzy gets to do an imp- one impersonation for Dice Clay? Seton? Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> okay. Marvin? You made dreams come true, so yes. Okay. <sighs> All right, we'll let you. We'll let you do it. That's awesome. At the end of the interview. That's fair. At the end of the interview. That's very exciting. Okay, that is an awesome thing. All right, so Dice Clay will join us a little bit later on. But I'm going to base this off your performance the first two hours of the show. Oh, performance based. (laughs) That little caveat. Yeah. Joey Votto better show up. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Dame bailed. Man. I'm getting blamed for that. No, no. I, I, I said. You're playing the Dame blame game. I guess. (laughs) No, because at least you had it booked. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, Paul. Fritzy looks like if Run DMC decided to add a white guy to enhance their image <laughs> and open it up to like, remember when Oliver joined the Brady Bunch? It's like Run DMC added a white guy. I think like it, the, it, the one white guy in the background of the video. Yes. You're like, hey, look at it. I think it's. Yeah, I'm very like 1986 at best right now. Mm. Early 87, maybe. And I had to put this on. I'm like, where is my Brooklyn sweatshirt? You should, it was like such an important thing to me. It's like dumb MC. You know? Dumb MC. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, by the way, uh, music today, it's emo pop <laughs> punk. 
Uh, yeah, we do. We all we all have our songs ready, okay. and I can't wait for us to get dragged. We are going to get That's slaughtered. Okay. That's okay. I'm very, very much looking forward to seeing what everybody's picked. Okay. Very much. So I didn't even know the genre. I didn't know the category. Emo, pop, punk. But uh, Marvin said, no, no, you, you're good. I can send you a list. And I said, all right, give me a, for instance, emo, pop, punk. <laughs> I go, <laughs> Yes. And I was the wrong person to ask because I only know stuff that was played on MTV in 2004, 2005. Well, that's okay. That's... And so, but everybody, this is all based off of Jimmy Butler's hair. And I was like, this looks like panic at the free throw. And okay. so that's where we kind of went. <laughs> okay. I can already hear just based on the fact that we keep saying emo pop punk as one genre, the keyboards are clicking all over the universe when right now. Guys are like... Stay in your lane. You don't even know the genre's name. I don't know the genre's name. Like there's so many different labels and genres, and I'm like, yeah. What is what is like that's ska, uh, emo, pop, yeah. punk, indie rock, indie rock. Is it ska, reggae, or dub? Which, yeah. uh, like, oh my god, they all <laughs> subgenres are amazing because those people that are like immersed in it yeah they are quick to tell you to stay in your lane real fast yes i was going with pop punk and then we went with emo i was getting dms hey you guys should listen to or play this band and this band i was like i've never even heard of these guys at all and i just can't wait for uh we're twitter. gonna yeah we're gonna get yelled at today i asked yesterday on twitter is like this one band uh are they an emo band is this band Thursday? Yeah. And they're like, well, no, they're a hardcore band. Then somebody commented on that. Well, it's really more post-hardcore. And then another person <laughs> said, well, post-hardcore with sort of an emo slant. You're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, I I grew up and it was there was rock and roll. Yeah. And there was soul or R&B. Yeah, country. <laughs> country. It was country and Western. Yeah. And then there would be, you know, just like pop music. And then all of a sudden it exploded where everything had to be kind of split up in little categories there. And I'm like, damn, it's hard to keep track. All right. Lilith Fair next Friday. Lilith Fair. Yeah. I don't want to wait. Correct. Now, yes. Now, I don't know what that genre is. Anybody that was on the Lilith Fair tour, Sarah McLaughlin, Paula Cole, Indigo Girls. Nah, guys, I'm playing. We're not doing that next week. Darn. <laughs> Todd, I was getting outside Todd, there. Todd's face lit up. Fiona Apple going. Paula Cole. We say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Thank you, our streaming partner and our radio affiliates around the country. We'll settle on a poll question. Andrew Dice Clay a little later on. Joey Votto of the Cincinnati Reds. And we will have the MMWGOTW, the most must-win game of the weekend. We got a lot to get to. Just getting started back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
you know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Light. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories for 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is Emo Day, Emo Pop Punk Day. We're picking our favorite Emo Pop Punk songs. This would be Sugar We're Going Down, 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 Fallout Boy. Todd, this is yours. It sure is. Okay. All right. I like that song. Okay. Good. I think Fob has some good hits. <laughs> Fallout Boy? I don't know if they go by that, but uh, yeah. That Uma Thurman song and stuff, they're all right. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if I like that. Like, cock it and pull it. That's my favorite part. Okay. <clears throat> It is uh, emo pop punk day here on the Dan Patrick Show. We're uh, waiting for Joey Votto to join us. Uh, Joe in Wisconsin joins us now. Good morning, Joe. What's on your mind today? Mm, Maybe he's not there. Uh, Jeff in Detroit. Hi, Jeff. What up, though? What up, though? Happy Meat Friday, fellas. Listen, I was sitting there listening to Paulie, and I was thinking, where have I heard this song before? Man, how quickly the roles have changed. I'm happy, though, that he came out on top. I also was thinking, emo punk, with the B-52s be considered that, 
and Spandau Ballet or Tears for Fears. All right. Tears for Fears, I think. Uh, B-52s would be pop, punk, emo, maybe? Seaton? B-52s. I would say the B-52s are like super punk rock because they had their own thing. They're kind of like, like, yeah, like the talking heads or something where you're like, wow, where did this come from? But it all came from a... Alternative place. What was that you know? Rock Lobster? That yeah. was a song that broke. It was popular when we were in high school. Kids used to dance to the Rock Lobster, and then they got some hits after that. Uh, Joe in Wisconsin. Hi, Joe. What's on your main uh, mind? <laughs> Morning, boys. Happy uh, Meet Friday. Thank you. I said a quick uh, one for you. I had uh, we dressed up as pop punk emo, my wife and I, for Halloween one year, and went to a party with a bunch of our friends. People would look at us and then look at the ground like they were truly, truly afraid of what was going on with us. So I sent Tyler a couple of pictures you guys can look at and then had a little idea. You guys should do a little real or fake band name for the pop punk emo if you guys have time to put it together. Sure. Seton can probably do that. Or Paulie. Band or not a band. We tend to come up with like there'll be just odd sayings and we'll go, that sounds like that'd be a great name for a band. Uh, Thor in Virginia joining us. Hi, Thor. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. I've been listening to the show since the beginning this morning, and I got a question. I probably missed it this week, but it seems to me, and mind you, I am not Team Fritzy, far from it. But <laughs> Fritzy hasn't been made whole in this in this whole bet thing between him and Paulie. I, mean, I know Paulie's like the queen mother of the of the show there. But he still has to pay up. Uh, Paulie, what do you have to pay up with Fritzy? I'm not sure. He didn't elaborate. I think he was under the impression, which I think a lot of people were, that the loser of the Broncos-Bears game specifically would uh, either miss Meat Friday, have some kind of punishment, even though there was another weird Thursday night thing in the schedule where the Bears had another chance to uh, play and win a game. Yes, Seton. That is, as the person who pulled this from Twitter, the bet was... The loser of Broncos Bears cannot eat meat Friday again until their team wins. And yes. Paul's team won before the next meat Friday. Yes. It was a loophole. Yes, it was. And he, it's incredibly lucky for Paulie. Incredibly lucky. But that was the loophole. But And that was the bet. They couldn't eat until their team won again. Yeah. yeah I had no problem with that. Nah. Yeah. I, I had an executive order and I said, yeah, we're going to uh, allow the Bears game against the Commanders if the Bears win. Nobody thought the Bears were going to win. They ended up winning, and now Paulie gets to enjoy Meat Friday time. I mean, he could have lost two weeks, two Fridays, and maybe even longer. Uh, Morgan in Maryland. Hey, Morgan, what's on your mind? Hey, Dan. Um, I just got to say how disappointed I am in Fritzy for being such a sour Sally on a Friday. Sour Sally. I've been called that before. You know, like... The NFL is, you know, not having quality games, but it doesn't matter because we're still in football season. I mean, we could be in March, and then what are we talking about? Especially with the Ravens-Steelers game this weekend, that mm. game is intense and tough and always good to watch. So, you know, just a little disappointed in them. All right. I agree with you, Morgan. Uh, what'd she call you? Tom? Sour Sally. Yeah, okay. Sour Sally. That, there yeah. might be some legs to that. Yeah. You are a buzzkill today for a guy. I didn't mean to be. I'm in a good mood. You get to do fun. your Dice Clay impersonation to Dice Clay. It's a meat Friday. Got a lot of food on the menu. Everything's good. Everything's good. 
Uh, Joey Votto, our good buddy with the Cincinnati Reds, six-time All-Star, won an MVP, won a gold glove, and he's here to announce his retirement from Major League Baseball. And it's very nice that you, very, very thoughtful that you picked this show to announce your retirement. Bittersweet, bittersweet for us, but I'll let you make the announcement. Hey, how about a round of applause oh, wow, for Joey Votto? Joey Votto. Wow. Yeah. What a hero. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We're going to miss you. We're going to miss you. Uh, am I, am I, am I on? Yeah. Oh man. I was worried. Uh, I don't have anything to talk about today. And, uh, <laughs> that started, that's quite the intro. So I, uh, I'd like to announce my retirement from this particular show. Um, <laughs> Once again, a round of applause for Joey Votto. Hell of a run. Yeah, I didn't say what he's retiring from, but he's retiring from this show. And uh, I, I hear that you're on your way to retirement. What, yes, three, I am. Four years? Okay, who retires first, me or you? For sure, me. Okay. What is yeah. your status right now? Unemployed. Unemployed. Okay. And... Um, no, I, I'm, I'm, I, they have a, um, an option for 2024 and I don't know what's next. So, uh, as far as being retired, I'm not retired quite yet. Okay. So. But if you had your druthers. If I had my druthers. You're come. you're uh, going back to the reds. Yeah. Yeah. Of okay. course. Okay. I want to, I, I want to play again one more, at least one more year. Yeah. Okay. Last yeah, the last couple of years were crummy. I didn't. Uh, I wasn't healthy for two years, so I'd like to play well. It's, it, it's not the taste I want to. I want to leave in my mouth. But if the Reds decide that they are not going to exercise that option, then uh, then I'll have a new experience. Dan, it is good to see you. It is good to see. You. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's really good to see you. No, I, if um, if if. If not, then I'll have a new experience. I'll be a free agent for the first time in my professional baseball career. So I don't know how excited I am about that. Yeah, I wonder about that. That like Shohei Otani going mm. into free agency. No, obviously it's mm. different than you, but just that experience of, you know, you're kind of like going on dates, you know, it's like blind date or something. Hey, come on to Boston and say hello to the Red Sox or things like that. Can you imagine what his life is going to be like here coming up? Um, well, you brought up Boston. I've actually flown to Boston for actual dates before. So that is not new territory <laughs> for me. I, I remember, uh, flying, having a day off, flying intentionally into Boston, going on a date with this woman and actually flying back. So all of that is, 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 okay. is familiar territory for me. So the advice I give Shohei, if he's going to fly to Boston and go on a date, I'd say, you know, Make sure you have a re return ticket for that night because it may not be a good match. So it worked out fine for me. As far as Shohei, <laughs> uh, free agency, I have no idea because getting, you know, get, going through that Tommy John surgery may interrupt the momentum of what some teams were anticipating in terms of the pitcher hitting hitter combo for combo for 2024. But he seems as confident as ever, and offensively, he was as good as anyone in the game this year. So, you know, I don't think I don't think there's going to be much of an interruption in terms of interest from from the teams that really, really wanted him. I mean, pause for a year, return to pitching in 2025 and and uh, everyone gets the best of them. Yeah, I just wonder if it, it was going to be 600 or maybe 500 and now it's 
$450 million with incentives uh, if he pitches again or when he pitches again. You yeah, know? but why? why? Why is it such a massive hit? Well, he's not going to be pitching. We don't know if he's going to be. Don't you want to pay him in accordance to he's going to be the two-way player, uh, just the marketing of that, um, not just a hitter and maybe a pitcher? Well, I, I think there would have been uncertainty going into any contract, especially if there would have been, you know, that eight to 12 year length. I think anybody would have built in that uncertainty that you get the guarantee that he won't be pitching in year one dings him, I suppose, a little bit. But I don't know if it dings the, the full package as much as people would think. And he's in a position where I think he feels like he's in, in a really powerful position. He had such a good offensive year. People have a really strong idea of, of what it feels like coming back from Tommy John surgery. So I think he feels like, okay, this is not ideal for my new team or if he goes back to Anaheim for Anaheim. But I think he views himself as like a pitcher hitter long term. Talking to Joey Votto, he's not retiring from the Reds, just the show joining us uh, on the program. The uh, playoff format, first round, three games. Mm. How, do the, how do you think the players, if the players could vote on a three-game, best of three, or a one-and-done. What do you think they would choose? I think they pr- we prefer three games because we're used to a, a three-game series. And the one game, it just, it, it, it just all happens so quickly. We're used to entering a city, preparing, practicing, playing, uh, going through the weekend, and then, and then um, or, or the three-game series, and then heading back to the, or, or heading off to the new city. So, you know, I don't think we want to do a one-game series. But I can't speak for all, all players. What um, – you look at the, these teams and face these teams, but give me a scouting report on the Dodgers. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't really paid attention to it. I thought we were going to talk about, like, Taylor Swift. You know, I'm single. Travis Kelsey gets tra- Taylor Swift. You know, I, the experience from me as a 40-year-old, a single 40-year-old, watching Travis Kelsey – date Taylor Swift and know that if he has a good game, he's going to get a Rolls Royce at the end of the night. Know that if he has a good game, he's going to get a brand new Rolex at the end of the night. Know that no matter what there's going to be, you know, he's going to be flying private jets all over the place and live in this, you know, posh Taylor Swift like life. You should ask my opinion on that one because I've got a take on that one. Okay. What is your take on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? I, I'd like to be the backup boyfriend. I'd like to be the backup boyfriend to Travis Kelsey. So if that's available, I'll take it. Wait, oh, wait, not Travis Kelsey's boyfriend, but the backup to Travis Kelsey is the boyfriend for Taylor Swift. Yes, I, I'd like to be the second line. Okay. Yep. Have you uh, made any um, inroads to Taylor Swift before? Overtures? Is that, uh, I'm kind of doing it right now, am I not? Oh, you're shooting your shot right now. I'm not even shooting the A shot. I'm shooting the B shot, the backup shot. I would love to be the backup. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Well, you're going to have to play again so you can invite her to come <laughs> to the game. Because she's not going to go, oh, let me look at your stat. Like, she didn't care about that. She wants to be seen. Yeah. So you have to go play one more year, maybe play in a you know, different market. He's in Kansas City, though. It's a smaller market. She'll, get, she'll, get bored. she'll get bored by that. Well, I can promise you, I will bore her. 
And <laughs> have you dated somebody famous before? No, never. Okay. You don't want to go into never. that world. I don't know. I can only imagine no, what it's like. No, you don't want that. You don't know. Right. Then you can't go to Starbucks and get, you can't go, you know, just have a normal day. You can't wear that shirt. It's a nice shirt. No, it's not. No, <laughs> it's not. No. Okay. See, you can't, you can't do that. What you wear, what, you know, I mean, everything you're going to be scrutinized. How are you when you get criticized when you're, you know, playing baseball? Imagine that times a million social media is coming after you. I'd cry a lot. Huh? <laughs> well, she might like that. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. When's the last time you yeah. cried? Uh, the other day, I thought, oh, this might be my last day, last game. Okay, so the the day before the last game in Cincinnati, I thought, oh, this might be my last game playing in Cincinnati. And so I was sitting on my couch at home the night before playing a bunch of like, I played landslide by Fleetwood Mac probably about 15 <laughs> times in a row. And that part where it says, you know, I've been afraid of changing because I live my life, I built my life around you, right? Mm -hmm. I played that like 15 <laughs> times and I was bawling <laughs> thinking about, you know, the end of my tenure, the end of my relationship with the Cincinnati Reds. And so, you know, with the fan base, with the experience, so... Yeah, that was the last time I cried. And I cried hard, pretty hard. See, this is what we send to Taylor Swift. Mm. This right here. This is this a home run right here. And a picture of the empty slot in my garage. I could definitely, I would love to have that, her to have that info. So maybe she decides to buy me a new, new car or something. Yeah, but you, don't, you don't need anything like that. You need love. You don't need material things. You're better than that, aren't you? No, no, I need material things. I've tried love before. It's a new car. Why hasn't love worked for you? <laughs> well, Dan. Uh, Is it you? It's me. It's me. <laughs> <Would you? laughs> it's, okay. All right. Yeah. Can I help you with anything here? I mean, wow. We're putting out the, we're putting out the vibe right yeah, now. Yeah, we are. That's plenty. Yeah. Yes, we are. Okay, just want to make sure. Uh, do you even care who wins the World Series? I mean, I could ask you a baseball question, but I don't. Do you care who wins the World Series? Well, if you asked me before the play playoffs, I would have said us. I would have said the Reds. But um, now, uh, no, I, I, it, I just want I want the fans to be entertained this year. And I'll go on my little like uh, Major League Baseball representative stick here. Mm. You know, we had a huge uptick in, in attendance. General inter interest was better. Game was faster, more appeal, a lot of satisfaction. So, you know, I, I want our sport to be appealing. You know, there's been at times over the last 20 years or so uh, downtick in terms of interest, especially for the playoffs. This should be our golden time. So hopefully, hopefully we get to give the fans exactly what they're looking for. Would you like to be commissioner? No, no, I don't think so at all. No, Rob's doing, I think Rob's doing a good job. Okay. Like a decade, yeah. a decade from now. A decade from now? No, I think when I'm done playing and I've already, you know, the little trick about being semi-retired, Dan, is I, I, I applied to school last spring and I go to, I take online schooling in the fall. 
And then I just applied to chef school in January. So if there's no interest in the league, I've already got, I've already got a new career. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see what's next for me, but if I probably won't be the next commissioner of major league baseball. Oh man. The fact that you emote, you cry listening to Stevie Nicks, that you're going to learn how to cook. Mm -hmm. That is boyfriend material. That's appealing. That is appealing. That, that, that is, that is, that is a uh, commodity that most are searching for. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see what kind of response we get from this interview. I, I would say if you get lonely, when you get lonely and you want somebody to talk to, then when I'm not lonely, it's more like when I'm not lonely. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Like, Go I, ahead. you know, you can just call in if I can help you in any way and be more than happy. If you just got to get things off your mind, if you want to listen to Landslide and we listen to it together, I'd be more than happy to I'd do that. that. You know, we could play it 15 consecutive times on this show if you want yeah. to. And I'd be more than wow. happy to sit there with you. When Would you the, cry? Yeah, maybe. But I'm an actor. So when the when the Reds <laughs> when the Reds kick you to the curb and then you're all by yourself. Yeah. All together now. Just let it sink in here, Stevie. Well, Reds are going to kick me to the curb. I'll be playing in Minnesota. Hey, there's no shame in playing Minnesota. They're still in the playoffs. Oh, I know that. I know that. They could use an extra stick. Well, I'd be the backup stick. Well, that's what you are to Taylor Swift. No, wait, no. No. I didn't say that. Uh, I didn't say that. Batting cleanup. (laughs) (laughs) Travis, I'll take it from here. Okay. Uh, So good luck. And we're here for you. Appreciate it. Yeah, we're here for you. Goodbye. All right? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Could you give me a little Stevie Nicks landslide to send Joey Votto into deep, dark depression? Once again, he's not retiring from baseball. He's retiring from this show, and frankly, I can't blame him. As he turns his head to the side so the camera can't see the tears coming down his cheek. We say goodbye to Joey Votto. Maybe forever. Yeah, there he goes. Wow. Take a break. We'll come back after this, try to gather ourselves. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. It's the Book of Joe podcast. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Yeah, well, there are no boundaries, right? Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments 
where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I haven't I mean, even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well... If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat, rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. From the versatile EQB to the sublime EQS sedan, Mercedes-Benz makes electric extraordinary. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling all Mercedes, the choice is all yours. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQ. I forgot that Andrew Dice Clay was in A Star is Born with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. And uh, he played the father of Lady Gaga. And, and he's been in a few movies. And I even forgot how big Ford Fairlane was when it came out. It's like this guy, we got to capitalize on his fame because it happened overnight. Um, Entourage, he was in Entourage as well. So he's had quite a few acting gigs. And then uh, I think he's doing some stand-up now, a little bit more. He's going to be at the uh, Wiltern in Los Angeles. That'll be November 15th. I think that's where it all started, like one of his first shows that he ever did. Andrew Dice Clay's new basketball film, Warriors Strong, came out September 29th. Available wherever you buy or rent movies. Andrew Dice Clay. Um, Is the movie, is it a serious movie or a funny movie? There's some humor in it, but it's absolutely 
a story about these kids in, in, a, in, a, in a high school and, you know, I don't want to give away the plot of the movie, but it's a story of, you know, them triumphing and, and becoming a team and working together. And, you know, it's that kind of thing. I just don't want to give away the whole story. Adam Sandler talked about when he does a serious role, like it always surprises people, you know, like Punch Drunk Love. Uh, you know. My favorite. Out of every Sandler movie ever, you know, and, and I've told them this, I could watch, every time I see Punch Drunk Love, you know, you know, when I'm watching it, if, if I'm flipping the channels and it's punch, I watch it. Yeah. To me, that's his best role. I mean, I loved Uncut Gems. He was great in that, too. But Punch Drunk, please, to, it, I don't know if you did any acting in, in your past, in your youth, but, you know, to turn into that kind of character every day, just to me, you know, he should have just, maybe he did win an award for it, but he was amazing. But are you acting when you did your stand-up? Are you, are you being a character? Well, you know, it's a, it's a side of me. You know, I've been asked this my whole life, you know, who's Andrew, who's that? Like right now, I'm more Andrew than Dice. I'm not on stage now, but you know, I, I'm a Brooklyn guy. So I grew up watching, you know, all these, these types of guys. And as my comedy developed, you know, I become more Brooklyn, like the edgy, edgy side of me that would come out on stage, you know, and, you know, my comedy, you know, it was always, you know, I always say Lenny Bruce said it best when he goes, you know, all comedy should be is we we're a mirror what goes on in the world you know mirror of what people do and i do believe in in a lot of truth on stage talking to uh, andrew dice clay's new basketball film warrior strong just came out on september 29th and available where you buy or rent movies when did you know you were a star um well i knew when See, the acting thing started taking off. You know, I did a Michael Mann series called Crime Story, and it just wasn't getting the ratings. And I remember Michael Mann talking about canceling it. So, and he goes, all right, tell me why I can't cancel the show. I go, okay, you give me a few months, I'm going to be the biggest star of the world. He goes, oh, really? That's nice to hear. You know, I go, I just shot this Rodney Dangerfield young comedian special. And when it airs, you know, I'm going to blow. I'll be the biggest comic in the world. And you'll have one of the biggest stars in the world on your television show. So he's looking at me now. Michael's a lot older than me, you know, especially back then. I was like about, I don't know, I think I was still 28 years old. He's looking at me and he goes, he goes, look, Dice, he goes, I love you as an actor, you know, and I think you have a future as an actor. And I wish you a lot of luck with this Rodney Dangerfield skit that you did. But, you know, uh, it's a very expensive show to shoot. And, uh, you know, you're getting the pink slip. That's it. The show goes off the air. 
within weeks. Um, the Rodney special is three months later on a Saturday night and Monday, I'm the biggest comic in the world. I mean, within months I was, you know, I was selling out arenas within, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. You know, it, it was just, it, it, that's why they called it Dice Mania back then. And I remember running into Michael Mann about two years into that at a party and he grabs me and he goes, let me ask you something. If you were me, Michael Mann, Miami Vice, and he named some of the movies he's done at the time, and you got some kid telling you, be the biggest star in the world, what would you have said? <laughs> you know? And I, I agreed with him, you know, but I, I just loved the show so much. I wanted to keep it on there, you know, and, you know, here I am years later still with the stand up. This is what's nuts, Dan. Um, so, you know, I, I, I became, you know, the last, I don't know, few years, you know, I do a thing called Club Dice. I do anything from 300 seats to 3,000 seats, which are theaters. And, you know, Club Dice is, is the most expensive ticket in comedy club history. They charge like to $200 a ticket for a comedy club that might get $30, $40 at the door for a, a kind of big headliner. The thing that started this whole thing in me a friend of mine was in town my one of my my favorite comic bill burr was playing an arena out in jersey in newark and you know so i said to my girlfriend i said you want to go see bill burr let's go you know i'd love to see his whole show in a you know because i never go to shows i just don't and so i go to the show and I'm teasing her on the way, you know, and I'm going, oh, I haven't done an arena in 23 years. That she's, you know, because I love to tease her. And she's going, you're not performing. You're just going to see the guy. Because I know I'm just teasing her. The second I walk into his dressing room, he gets up. He's got this smile on his face. And he goes, he gets right in my face. He goes, you're going to do some time tonight, right, Dice? Oh. And my insides started churning. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm here to see you. He goes, no, you, you're going to do some time. And I'm like, what am I going to say? No. So I'm like, all right, I got to do this, you know? And, and I'll be honest, it was frightening to me. I hadn't done something like this in years. So I get announced. And the minute I was announced, the place exploded. And once I was on that stage and I saw that crowd, I could have done two hours. Okay. So, you know, I got to thank Bill for this because now a few weeks later, which is only a few weeks ago, I get a text on a Monday night, 1130 at night from the road manager, Guns N' Roses. They're playing the MetLife Stadium on Tuesday. They want me to go on because right now, a lot of things are very nostalgic. Yeah. And, but we're not talking about, you know, 15 or 20,000 people. You're talking about 60,000, you know, and even my girlfriend who said after the Bill Burr thing, she goes, you see, you can do it. Is sitting on the couch with me going, you know, you don't have to do this. So I go, no, I do have to do it. 
So next thing you know, it's like a minute went by, and now I'm backstage. And as I'm walking, I start hearing the crowd. The pretenders were already on. And now I start seeing the stadium of people. <laughs> okay? So I'm standing there, and now I hear the guy introduce me, and the crowd starts to yell. But when they saw me, they just went ballistic. How often do people come up to you and then they want to recite your nursery rhymes? Like the guy we have here, Fritzy. Fritzy, would you like to uh, give dice a little dice? Hey, diddle, diddle, the cat's in the fiddle. The cow jumped over the moon. That's more than my wife ever does, that lazy, fat baboon. Oh, <laughs> you guys are unbelievable. Oh. No, but I do, you know, talking about material, I close every show with the nursery rhymes. Like, all the materials know, but I close the show because it, it's such, like, like Fritzy just did, it is such a famous signature piece for a comic. And I think what makes it famous is that the audiences have always done it with me. So if you don't do it, no matter how good the show is, they'll walk out saying, I like the show, but how come he didn't do the poem? So I always make sure to do it. I how, love did, how did Fritzy do there, Dice? Fritzy did pretty good. I liked it. You know, he could be a little deeper in the voice when he does it. Oh, okay. You know, a little deeper, Fritzy. Uh, Fritzy, can you do a little deeper? Same one. The other ones are pretty raunchy, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. All right. Work on it. Little boy blue. He needed the money. Oh. <laughs> Uh, now I gotta say the O bothered me a little for a second. <laughs> oh, no. You know, yeah, like let, let me let me do it. Okay, there we go. All right, here we go. Little boy blue, he needed the money. Oh, <laughs> you gotta draw it out. Uh, you gotta soak it. It's fabulous. The O is what they wait for. You understand? Todd? I can't possibly duplicate that. I grew up watching him. That Dangerfields concert was amazing the first time I saw him. Dice, good to talk to you. Good luck with the movie and uh, the stand-up. Uh, in uh, That'll be in November at the uh, Wiltern in Los Angeles. The Wiltern Theater, November 15th. On sale right now to State Theater and PA. You know what to do. I got to tell you. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Thank you, Dice. Thank you very much. Andrew Dice Clay, the new basketball film, Warrior Strong. It uh, came out September 29th, available wherever you buy or rent movies. Also performing at the Wiltern in Los Angeles, November 15th. Yes, Todd. I got to tell you, that was awesome. And thanks for uh, you guys humoring me. Let me do this. Hearing Dice Clay say Fritzy uttered out of his mouth. If nothing else, that was awesome. Just hearing me say my name was cool. I was a little worried when you did your impersonation and then he blew through the stop sign. He didn't even acknowledge it. That's true. And then I had to come back around. And, How do you think uh, Fritzy did? And then he kind of gave you the, yeah, okay. And my, oh, wasn't long enough. But yeah. That's okay. But that's what they're waiting for. They're waiting for the, oh. Very cool moment for me. So thanks again. Right. You're welcome, Todd. <sighs> Getting exhausted. So what many dreams dream? coming through. Yeah. How do you do that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything else you want? I'll probably come up with something. But yeah. for now, you know, the Darius Rucker concert with the Hall & Oates and that, that's, uh, that's pretty big. Okay. Big couple of months. Yes, Marv. 
Christy Brinkley? No, 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 we're not doing any of that. You say you're making dreams come. No, no, no. You say hi to her. No, no, no. We're not doing it. It would be nice to have Christy Brinkley in studio. Can't, can't lie to you. It it would, but I we're not doing that. We had no reason. I can't do that. But then she's going to bring Walker, Texas Ranger with her, and we don't need that. Oh, they do their exercise? Uh, you know. What's his name? Uh, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. They're could married? Be, could leave Chuck home. No, but no, they're no, just no. always oh. doing those those exercise videos. Yeah, they got yeah, they some machine. Oh. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. What was yeah. that called? Oh. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but it's... Did they do Bowflex or something? Huh. Yeah, they did these commercials where he'd be there and she would then work out as well. I don't know what the name of the uh, apparatus was. But <laughs> Total Gym? Is that what it was? I think it was Total Gym. Yeah. It was just weird when you go, oh, okay, there's uh, Chuck Norris. It's the Uptown Girl with Walker, Texas Ranger. How about yeah. that? Uh, we good? Take a break. We got Meat Friday. We'll go outside to the grilling area. Um, the most watchable, least watchable game coming up this weekend. We'll have that for you as well. Take a break. Last call for phone calls after this. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.